So my name is Deb, and Don is only 61 years old. This is like the utmost joy in his life to come to this program. It gives him comfort. It gives him some confidence. You're always like, no, Don, this way, or no, Don, or can you sit down, Don? Or you're always like cueing, and, and, and when he comes here, he can just sit and be full on in his own zone and find his joy. He has a very rare form of dementia. He'll eventually pass away within a few years. So just knowing there's somewhere for him to come and be with other people in a, in a social environment, rather than like just the two of us at home, it's so different. Welcome to your Region Pod. In this episode, we take you to Sunnyside, where music is used as a powerful tool in the Community Alzheimer Program, also known as CAP. You just heard from Deb, speaking about how the program helps her and her husband, Don. CAP provides various social, recreational, and therapeutic activities for people living with dementia. Today, you'll also meet Bethany and Chris, two members of the Sunnyside team who really get to know the participants in the program, and they'll tell us why that's so important. My name is Bethany Gobraith and I work as a family support coordinator in the Community Alzheimer Program, which is operated by the Region of Waterloo. Our program, CAP Day and Overnight Stay Programs, provide meaningful social and recreation opportunities for people living with dementia, for them to come together and to be around people that have sort of a shared understanding of what they might be going through. For our families, it provides an opportunity for a regular planned break, or what we call respite, so they can continue to provide care and support in the home for as long as possible or as long as they wish. We paid a visit to Sunnyside to get a better sense of how the program is run, to meet with Chris, and when we walked in, we were greeted with this. My name's uh, Chris Riccamini, and I work at the, uh, it's the Community Alzheimer's Program at uh, Sunnyside. I never refer to myself as a therapist because I'm not sort of quite comfortable with, with that term when I'm working with them because I worry that that can come off as a bit, you know, oh God, I'm here in therapy. Like, you know, where have I ended up? So I'll just refer to myself as the music person or the, you know, the musical entertainment. I think one of the really important things about music therapy is that it's a dignifying experience for somebody coming into our program who has dementia. I think that's something our day program does overall really well is offer a, a very dignified experience for our participants. And that's very important because we have clients who are, are dealing with this diagnosis and so much of that goes along with that can be very infantilizing, right? Or, or you feel like you're losing control. You feel like maybe you're being treated like a child. You get your driver's license taken away. I mean, you're not allowed to walk around your neighborhood anymore. Maybe you're at the point where you even need help in the bathroom and that might feel humiliating. But I think what music therapy really can do well is people can come in and they'll participate in music making. And if you do it right, it's, it's a very dignified program, right? Where if uh, a younger version of themselves looked into their future and saw that they were participating in this, they wouldn't feel like they were being spoken down to, or they wouldn't feel like it was childish. I try my best to make sure the music making that we do when they're playing instruments, that the music they make is going to sound 
very beautiful, right? I don't want them to just be shaking a shaker, but I want them to be participating in, you know, something on a xylophone where you can play different notes um, or something where they're all playing bells and, and everybody plays a different pitch and together you make a song that I want the music that they make to sound beautiful, to sound like they're, you know, they're accomplishing art. They're not just filling in time. Chris wasted little time putting an instrument in our hands and showing us some of the ways that the clients at Sunnyside make music. We might just pick a song that's got an upbeat tempo and uh, we might play along to the beat, but I always worried about that being too simplistic, right? If you're just kind of like, you know, if they're just like, you know, that gets boring pretty quickly. So it's always, I'm always trying to find ways to make the instrument playing seem more mature. If they just have shakers or tambourines, maybe trying to find a song where the tempo changes and they have to follow the speeding up and the slowing down. While driving in my Cadillac, what to my surprise? You know, and it's uh, just going really slow, but by the end you're like, the guy just wanted to pass me up and he kept on tuning his horn. So they've got to kind of follow along and kind of uh, keep up and that makes it more interesting. If I want to make music where they're playing some notes, a couple of tricks I like are to use the xylophone on that little glockenspiel there. I, I've taken off some notes so that we've created a, a blues scale. A blues scale just sounds like this. The reason why there's notes missing is because I've taken off any notes where you could land on a, a bad sound. So as long as I stick to a song that uses the 12 bar blues, it's impossible for you to play a bad note. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock rock. We're gonna rock around the clock tonight. Get your drag rags on if you just start playing. Yeah. You can't hit a wrong note. Yeah. So they're doing the bells with me and, and they have to be able to focus for the whole song. They have to watch for my cue and only play when that happens, they have to remember that they're kind of holding a bell when I point to them. It's, it's, it's some sustained concentration. It's a mental exercise, and it's more complicated than you think. There are moments where, if we're, we're doing the bells, everybody's quiet, and only the, only the notes are sounding. Even though I can't see them, I know everybody in the room is, is with me, right? And we're all doing something together. And it doesn't happen every time. But when it happens, it is, it is magic. Here at Sunnyside, we have um, adopted a philosophy many, many years ago to focus on person-centered care or person-directed care. Uh, so in order to do that and, and to do that well, we really need to get to know the person who they were before the dementia, who they are now with the dementia as it changes. We find that we are able to almost win a person over or help them settle into our program when we know as much about the person as possible. So things like what makes them tick, what they like to have in their coffee, uh, what they used to do for their career, about their family, even just knowing a family member's name helps them to feel a sense of reassurance when they're wondering when they're going to get picked up or who's going to be picking them up to go home. We gather that information before they start in the program. We share that with the staff when they come, when that person comes for a visit. And then we 
kind of adapt or customize the programs around that. We have somebody in our program that was a longtime volunteer. And so we give them tasks that they've expressed an interest in doing. And they do them when they come to the program. Other folks, we know music is their background and they've always loved to be an entertainer. And so we try and shine a spotlight on that and celebrate those abilities. Here we go. Music just engages more centers of the brain than speech does by itself. So it's a way of enhancing communication for people who have that that barrier. And so that's often the case with people who have Alzheimer's or dementia. Music therapy is particularly effective with that population because the music is is, is a gateway to, to memory. It accesses uh, their long-term memory. Um, so all the music that I do with this population are, are familiar songs, you know, that people would have known when they were, when they were younger. And, and you've probably had the experience yourself, right? You hear a song on the radio and it takes you back to your high school prom or, or some sort of like thing that you remember when you were younger, right? It's, it's the same with them. And the effects can be kind of, you know, quite, quite striking sometimes, right? Like sometimes they'll suddenly become a lot more talkative or much more settled, right? Like their anxiety will go down and they, they won't be trying to wander or, or exit seek. It can be really quite an effective tool. Blue Spanish eyes, teardrops are falling from your Spanish eyes. During our chat with Chris, Rock arrived. Rock is a client at Sunnyside who sang in his youth, and he has emerged as one of the stars of the program. Bringing you all the love of their heart from home. Rock is, um, he's a really interesting guy. He's been an amateur singer, and he's probably been singing for like over 50 years. This was the last band I sang for, and I was right here, 62. 1962. Uh, this was my bass, but I could play guitar too. But yeah, he's got a songbook that has all of uh, all of his songs. Probably a lot of those are the band songs and. Uh, oh yeah, there's yeah, all kinds of songs. Yeah, pull out your book. You can pull out your book and show them. And that book has been uh, like there's a lot of French songs. My my wife was she was a good singer too. The first. Day he was here in the afternoon, we were doing music out with, with everybody, with the whole group. And, uh, you know, some of the songs in our songbook are songs that he has in his songbook. So. And nobody liked it? Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. So he, he started sort of singing along. And, and once we found some of the songs we had in common, we uh, sometimes he'd sit up at the front and, and, and sing. The people seem to like it. They do, yeah. This book here, there's a lot of song that it was hers like my wife what was your wife's favorite song gisher girl have you ever heard the love song that you didn't understand when you meet her in a tea house on the island of the on the island of japan that was that was one of hers tumbleweeds la, 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 Drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweed. She's got a lot of st- sounds in there. Chris, he has always done a phenomenal job with learning about people's music interests, favorite songs, favorite artists, because it's demonstrated in the work that he does. He knows that uh, music can be a very, very powerful tool 
to maintain connection with a person. Just because it's the nature of Alzheimer's, some people will come out of the room and they'll completely forget that they were back there and, and didn't then have that experience, right? That's sort of like, that's unfortunately just the nature of the condition. If they've forgotten they've done it, sort of like the emotional residue of it might still be there, mm-hmm. where they might come out in a better mood and they, maybe they don't kind of quite remember why. The real purpose of it is is to try and make something beautiful, that we're, we're doing something, we're doing real music here, and, and that makes you feel like you're a musician and you're taking part in, in, in playing together, playing in an ensemble. And that's powerful too. There's something about making music together with someone, and you know that's why it's so much more fun to do it with rock instead of doing it by myself, right? There you have that feeling of togetherness and um, camaraderie. Some say love it is a river that drowns the ten. We often hear that it can be lonesome, an isolating road to navigate when somebody's living with dementia or they're supporting someone with dementia. And our programs exist to help minimize those feelings. That we can come together despite the dementia diagnosis and that there's still plenty of opportunities for moments of joy. It's a purpose and lots of fun along the way. An endless aching need I say, love, it is a flower, and you, it's only seed.